I've been listening to a lot of K-pop too. I know you like. I know you like K-pop. What are you doing? We're having an interesting discussion here. We were trying, and Dave keeps like derailing this because we're having fun. Gotta start the podcast. I'm trying to do the show. Why don't we talk about K-pop? I'm not a huge K-pop fan, but I can at least respect the genre. Yeah, and and they've got as many listeners as Taylor Swift. It's popular. Mm. I can't wait for her to win the Super Bowl. All right, everyone, welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And JD, and I'm wondering why people are so worked up over Taylor Swift supporting her boyfriend. I have no idea. We know know the kind of people that are are worked up about it, and they're not worth listening to. But we know that. We know it's those people, but they're not normal people. They're all immensely bothered that they have to look at a pretty blonde occasionally while watching football. And I just, it, it, it boggles my mind. I'm like, why do you care that a bunch, it's like, okay, so we talk, like, the, the theme of the show today, the fanboy thing. Is there anyone that's more geek than, like, football nerds? Tell me, they, they, hmm, somebody, did a a, question. somebody did a study. There's, uh, for a regular football game, there is... And a football game can go, what, two, two hours or something? Two, there two is hours. literally only 11 to 14 minutes of actual football. Mm-hmm. And and the time that they showed Taylor Swift during these games has been, like, at most 45 seconds. And yet, it's a problem somehow. The thing I don't get is this is not the first athlete to date a celebrity. I know, the, right? And the celebrity shows up at the games, but she's the most popular pop star There's... right now. In the and world think, right now. Yeah, like she's yeah but they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have a problem with it when what's-her-name Spice was married to the the football deflator guy. Well, what? He, no, the, what is it? The, one of the Spice Girls was married to one of, was it, one of the greatest quarterbacks, but he... he no, Beckham. You're, you have, John, you, told, My, you so do not watch sports. Um, no, I don't, but... No, I'm, it's very obvious soc- right now. One of the Spice Girls is married to a very famous soccer player. Soccer player. Dan oh, okay. Beckham. I thought, yeah. but Victoria but Beckham was like that. Yeah, no, and you're confusing her with uh, Giselle Butchkin, who's married to Tom Tom Brady. Oh, Tom there was that too. Brady, yeah. Who's the, yeah. So let's. They like, have a problem with that either. Uh, yeah, because she's not as famous as Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's oh, hot, you... but she is not a billionaire. Well, we, a billionaire yeah. woman on top of that. So but really we know, amazing. we know, but we know the real problem. The real problem is Taylor Swift is getting people to sign up. It's, to vote. No, no, I get that. No, I'm not going to argue. That is a real thing, and that's that side. Like that whole. Though, there's a there's a definitely a large contingent of like right wing conspiracy. It. It's beyond that. Though. Oh. There's a lot of like actual like football people that are very like. And I'm not talking any politics here, but there's a lot of actual football people that are like I said. It's being super gatekeeping. See, right? that doesn't so, make any sense to me. Again, no, it because, does. Like, it, no, it totally does. Because think about how often we see this in nerd culture. We see like we talk about this at least three or four times a year. How. Our fans of the kind of stuff we're into have a real hard time letting other people in. And that's what this is, too. There's Again, there is that side. I'm not arguing that. Same. It's the same kind of people that get mad about a comic character being gay or something like that. Like same. But if they weren't showing her, they'd be showing they'd be looking for they'd be looking for the hottest couple so they could do the kiss cam thing or whatever. You don't do that in the camp. They do that in the arena, but they don't are the stand. They don't do that for the the actual game. But yeah, football is all about like professional sports is about selling storytelling and selling narrative. And when you have literally the biggest pop star in the world, right. Dating a guy who's pretty popular himself, but then you have a super couple. It's like the people that get mad about the the football girl and the, 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 the football girl, the football player and the pretty girl from high school. It's like some people are really into it, and then some people are just like mad because other people are into it, which is weird. Like, like I said, like these guys are being as gatekeepy as we see in comics, right? Whenever yeah. people are like, 
oh man, uh, this person shouldn't be reading comics or talking about comics. What break do they have to do that? It's the same. It's the exact same thing. Like yeah. nerds, hey, hey Kassan, it's nerds don't like their thing being taken from. It's no different than they probably get this from the band standpoint. Like you get a good band that's like all of a sudden oh, hits big God. and everybody's like, oh, I like, I liked it back when they were a little under. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when they like weren't sharing, popular. Yeah, the, I don't of, like sharing that thing that I love. One of the greatest examples is Metallica. To be it fair, became... the Black Album wasn't great, so I can't. <laughs> no, but let's be honest. Like, Talk they, about things I don't know They've become one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. But before that, when they were not as known, Master yeah. Puppets timeline, yeah, and then people go, oh, was, they were better then. And it's like, they evolved over these is really what it goes. Most bands did. Every I mean, band does. Every band changes their sound with the exception of ACDC. So ACDC's released the same album 14 times. <laughs> and it's always good. So I get that. But to be fair, in the case of Metallica, like Master of Puppets and Justice were better than the Black Album. And I like Load. You can hear the bass in the Black fan. Album. You cannot hear. Yeah, you can't hear the bass in the Black Album. They can you hear the cowbell? Very mean. There's no cowbell in Metallica. You're Damn it. Voice. He needs more cowbell. Oh, no. God. No. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It happens in music all the time. It happens. But I think it's also another aspect of this that people don't ever understand is that when something becomes so popular, so big, anyone that is not a fan of the thing that is so big, their voices become magnified as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's also people that hate it only to get notoriety. For sure. Because it gets yeah. some clicks. Oh, I hate this band because I, I hate Taylor Swift. Oh, everybody's going to pile on to them. In this day and age, for the last what, 50 years. Engagement, yeah, baby. Ex exactly. That's no, everything. No, yeah. no publicity. What is it? No publicity is bad publicity. Good, mm -hmm. bad, it doesn't matter. Controversy creates cash. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's just wild to me that this... I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. So two people have fallen in love and it's adorable. And I think it's awesome. And yeah. like people just hate that. People hate, especially celebrities. People hate celebrities being happy. Yeah. No, I, they it, like it for a little bit and then they want to see it blow up because, because it's more want, entertaining for them. Because we, it's Schadenfreude, right? It's Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, yes. We like seeing people that are quote unquote better than us suffer. Sean Freud is the idea of a person liking to watch somebody suffer. That's the, the idea of watching somebody suffer and enjoying it. That's much true. like Dave with social media madness. Yes. People, Dave <laughs> enjoys watching us suffer as do the viewers and listeners of this show. Oh, that would have been a perfect transition, but I know I wasn't, we weren't ready for it yet. <laughs> we weren't ready for it yet. Yeah. We don't want to. Yeah, I never do. We're not going to, we're not going to uh, help you with your shot and for dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say I've been amused by, People like you, JD, who do post things like, I don't understand oh, why people like me. I don't understand. And then I see other people posting like things against Taylor Swift and against Kansas City. And it's like, why? This is just silly. <laughs> it is silly, but it creates, but it's great for the NFL. Yeah. It's fantastic for them. They've created, there's a narrative surrounding the game. And whenever there's, here's the thing, here's the trick about sport, like sports production. I'll go into my previous life here. You always want those extra tethers into a sporting event because it brings in the casual fan. Like the average person can't talk about deep routes and the West coast offense. I'm just trying to throw out stuff. Don Coriel was like, you can't get like, most people don't understand those things, but anybody can understand like a dramatic narrative, like David over Goliath or two, in this case, star cross lovers, maybe everyone like those kind of tethers bring in people who aren't traditional fans. And then you try to create them as, Right then, you get like, there's a lot of little girls out there that are watching football because of Taylor Swift, and if they actually become football fans, that's great for the NFL. 
Yeah, just a lot of people watched golf because of Tiger, um, Woods. Tiger Woods and Serena Williams brought a whole lot of people to tennis. But and like Taylor for Taylor Swift and, and boyfriends, the people that are way more Travis interested in Kelsey. it. Yeah, I know. Give the man a name. Come on. Okay. Travis Kelsey. But the only people that are, are more interested in it are in Las Vegas doing the well, betting yeah. on how long this one will last. Which is, it's wrong because you should hope that she finds somebody. You should hope anybody, everybody finds somebody to love. Boy, that's Except me. Was... It's not going to happen for me. But I, I wish that everybody finds somebody to love. And we should, and it's horrible how we treat the celebrities when we just like. Everybody. Yeah. Don says he doesn't care about Casey Swift except for the constant cuts to the booth showing it's her. It's actually reaction. not that bad. It's actually when they when they timed it out, they actually did a study. It wasn't that bad. It was no more cuts than they normally do when you get a celebrity in there. Forty five seconds out of eleven like, minutes of football, out of two and a half hours of sitting there in right. the cold. Right. And what was it? The Illinois. There was a game in Illinois or something, and she went to it. It was like negative twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. Like she's not just. She's not just there. She could have been. And this is Taylor Swift. She, it's. I've heard a comedian say this. She could have been anywhere else, anywhere at all in the world. But she went to a game, negative twenty degrees, sat in the stands, and and watched the thing. Like to be fair, she sits in the press. She sits in the suite. She sits in the family suite. So she's comfortable. Yeah, she's not like, sitting on. No, okay, but still. Field. She's not um, like her madman future brother-in-law who's out there running around in the in Buffalo shirtless from the cold. <laughs> that guy's great, by the way. Jason Kelsey is awesome, hilarious. Um, this is why you come to this show, right? To listen to us talk about football and pop culture. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. you know. We do. And it's funny because the, the Grammys are on. She's supposed to make a big announcement during the Grammys. Probably something about her tour. Like, it's not going to be yeah. about the life. No, it's she, about she, you guys, I'm sure, aren't don't follow this stuff. I found this out not that long ago. It's interesting. The Soros group ended up buying the master recordings of all her early recordings because the record company put them up for auction. It wasn't just Soros. It was a guy who actually hates her. Scooter Braun. Yeah. Yeah, Scooter. He worked, I guess he got some investment from one of Soros's things, but it was Scooter that bought them out of spite and mm-hmm. and doesn't talk to her at all about this stuff. That's why she re-recorded everything, and that's why every new contract well, out there for recording artists says you can't re-record your stuff. She's a badass re-recording her own music and re-releasing well, it and getting her fans she, not to yep. listen. That's the whole yeah. thing is the whole thing is the, the reason she's re-recording them is it makes the originals worthless at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I so I actually applaud her for that. that oh yeah. Proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, that's some Zach De La Roca, Rage Against the Machine level pettiness. Yeah. Like when, when it comes to anti music and stuff, I fucking love it. She's great. Yeah. Kassan says that's another thing that's died this decade. The award shows, pretty much, yeah. What shows oh, yeah. suck, man? It's so glad handing. It's and I used to love watching the Oscars as a kid, but I just it's painful it's become to watch. It, yeah, it's be, it's become a popularity contest in extreme. But it's not, and, you know, in, in the Oscars in particular, it's not a popular. Pop- their circles but like when you talk about what the audiences love like you're never going to see a marvel movie get much of anything even if no. it was the godzilla minus one will never get anywhere near best picture or anything or any of that stuff it should win, but, the, it should win the oscar for best special effects because mm-hmm. it had the best special effects mm-hmm. in the smallest yeah. budget so you know but does it but, there's problems but just to wrap around because i'm glad you heard about that dave but that guy scooter that bought her stuff was is scum of the earth if you yeah. ever hear about him he a bad dude. He yeah. A bad dude. Yeah. So and it's he's a poster boy for why we should tax the rich because mm-hmm. they they just use their money to make other people miserable for the hell of it because they like it 
because mm-hmm. of Schadenfreude. They like, but it's the worst kind of Schadenfreude. And his, they like calling anyway, him. They, they and his name is Scooter, for God's sakes. They, yeah. Yeah, they, they think the announcement is she's going to announce the first record's coming out or something. No, she's recorded a couple of them already. She's got another album coming out, another re-recorded album. She's so. great. I think she's... I'm not a huge Oh, fan. yeah, no, she's amazing. Her yeah. music is not for me. That's okay. I respect her as an artist and a business person. That is, she is good. I've been to one of her concerts. They're amazing. Oh, my God. They are Dude, hilarious my... and fun. The girls in my class live and die by what she says. Laura was like, Mr. Leva, can I have control? The aux. That's what the kids always call, like, when you plug in an auxiliary. They all call it the aux. It's such a how young people take over language thing. Yep. So they're like, Mr. Leva, can I have the aux today? And it's just <laughs> Taylor. And I do. I like putting it on because all the boys are like, and they're secretly. And then you tell <laughs> the boys, shake it off. All right. Oh, God. We haven't even gotten to how everyone's week was, man. I started mm. a tangent by saying, can't wait for her to win the Super Bowl. No, we started this by interrupting you introducing the show. Oh, that's true. We were, ta- what were, we- we were talking about BTS and types of music. genres of, of music. We've been doing a lot of music talk show. Oh, because nothing's happening. That's why. I know. All right. So how's how is everyone's week? John, how are you? What's new? I'm okay. I, I am going to uh, watch this. We're mentioning this in one of our uh, news stories, but I am going to be watching this Crisis Watch on the- Infinite Earths yeah. Part 1. Apparently, there's Parts 2 and Parts 3. That'll be the coming 12, out, which is well, issue comic book series, John. It takes a lot to get that stuff. I know, but the thing is that they're doing it in the DC animated universe, which the the rebooted one, which is after the rebooted one, which is after the Bruce Tim one, and they haven't even gotten three three movies into this new anime universe, and they're already doing Crisis. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, they, know, haven't the, done a, they haven't done Chris. They don't have to establish a continuity. Like it's bad. Like everyone knows. Like the, again, DC's at its best when it's not really some continuity. Yeah, I know. But like I, they could have built off of the Bruce Tim one where they just had eighteen or nineteen movies or something. That's something you build up to something like this. But it could build off of Bruce Tim. Like Bruce Tim's been involved for thirty years. Like they could. Just, mm. It doesn't matter. We've had generations now of like, DC animated stuff. Just fucking slap a crisis in there. It's a crisis. Well, they did. We'll see how it goes. I just got it like a couple of days ago, so I'll watch it for the next show. But otherwise, everything's just fine. Uh, nothing to report, which is actually good these days. Yeah. I I'm I am looking for a new top shelf bottle of of bourbon because the <laughs> election is coming up and I'm going to need it. Um, planning on taking the next day off. But it's you got quite a few months before that. John, it's it's it's. I got I have to find a really good one and then probably save up for it. <laughs> don't do this to yourself. It's we just started. Like, don't make yourself miserable till September at the earliest. I know yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. All, like, here's the thing: is the media. Okay, let's let's do. It, then we'll get then we'll get off the topic. The media is just going to push these things because they want people to watch. They want to. I'll say it: the Fo- Fox News's audience is old white people, and they want them to make sure they're engaged. So they're going to talk about it all the time. And MSNBC's audience is like slightly younger white people, so they're going to get them all worked up and want them to be engaged. This is just what if you fall for the 24-hour news cycle at this stage. Oh, I, life, I, I know. Like it's, I know. It doesn't matter. It's all noise, and it's gonna. None of these polls matter. Like it's gonna matter. It's gonna come down to what happens on election day and where things stand. We learned that, dude. The world was in complete chaos four years ago and who the hell knew what would happen then 
and then the pen and then the pandemic hit and then the fire nation attacked it's like it was bad don't just don't <laughs> tell kids work. that these right, days right. and okay. anyway i will tell you one thing dave like i i've finished a whole bunch of a whole bunch of my the authors i normally follow they're all finishing their series so i'm looking for Dude, a new urban nice. fantasy series is that sort of type Actually, anybody watching this give me a suggestion hold on i saw something that made me think of you i watch one of these chefs on tiktok reels and stuff and he, he was doing a french onion soup and he put a, a whiskey in it and i never heard of it before and i looked it up and it's a thousand dollars a bottle and he really? put like a shot of this in the Ooh. thing i'll have to I'll speak have to find of me it. the name of this whiskey <laughs> i don't remember off the top of my head i'll find it again and i'll, I'll send it to you because there's a thousand dollar bottle of resposado that i want to get but I'm, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get it after I get my tax return and everything. And it's up in Connecticut in a small shop out, in a, on a, on the, behind the counter in a place where there's a bunch of dust on it. <laughs> I mean, I just, the, funny, the funny thing was the guy just put a shot of it in. It's not like he poured the bottle in. Oh yeah. But, and, and the thing is the comments were like, Oh dare you waste that whiskey. It was like, no, I like French onion soup. That was probably really good. I hate French onion soup. It's disgusting. You know what? You're disgusting, JD. And by the way, that Freudian slip was interesting <laughs> there, Dave. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Dave. I'm sorry, JD. And we missed you last week. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I took I took last week off. I was fried. The kid had a lot going on. I was like, I need the day. I, I had a mental health week last week. I appreciate you giving me. We're now in the state series for wrestling. We started our regional last week. We took second in our regional, which behind the defending state champs. So we did all right. He's going to be happy that next week is our sectional and then it's the state tournament. So not this Sunday. Actually, I got bad news, guys. Next Sunday is my birthday. So my wife will divorce me if I'm on the show and not doing something with the family. So you, so your wife is and your kid are coming on the show, too, then, right? We've, the kid would love to be out more than anything in the whole world. But the wife is not going to be happy. So I'm going to be off next week. And then the following week, I'll be home. No, see, next week is also the Super Bowl. I'm not watching. I could care. Honestly, I don't watch football. Like, Even the commercials aren't that great anymore. Here's the thing. My personal life ruins sports. They do. I, I made my living in sports videography for years in sports photography. So now I'm teaching it and I coach and I do all kinds of stuff. When I have free time, I would rather watch a movie or read a book, which is why yeah. I'm here. So I'm probably not going to watch a Super Bowl. I'm probably going to go out to dinner because I'm going to be able to get a seat anywhere I want hmm. for my birthday because it's going to be empty. Fair enough. And the game will be out of what's going on here and there. But ultimately, I have no vested interest in Kansas City versus San Francisco. Mike, who I think is listening, my best buddy, Mike Gilbert, Mike and JD show every Thursday night on YouTube with the Voices of Wrestling Network, is going to live or die by every play because he is a giant San Francisco 49ers fan. Ah. And I really would like to watch him suffer is what it really comes down to. Go Taylor <laughs> Swift, go Chiefs, hope Travis Kelsey scores three touchdowns. And Mike is in a bad mood because it makes for our show to be a lot more entertaining Thursday nights on YouTube. <laughs> Freaking brilliant. Oh, my God. Oh, look, I hope I get a text in about 15 minutes where he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> if I don't have that, I'm going to be remarkably disappointed. Yeah. yeah. How are you, well, Dave? Yes. Uh, What's going on, Dave? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. On a very uneventful week. still have this congestion in my chest that's driving me nuts, but it's getting better now. We celebrated my mother's 81st birthday. Well, happy yesterday. birthday. It was her birthday, so yeah, we actually celebrated it yesterday. And uh, and yeah, had some, some some cake and ice cream and some sandwiches from a local shop. And yeah, and then it's funny because my, 
my brother's, I was like talking to my one brother. I'm like, do you have any ideas what we should get her? And he's like, oh, she needs a better antenna for her TV because she just has, doesn't have cable upstairs. She just has a, a high def TV with an antenna, but it's one of those flat ones you stick to the wall, and it like she doesn't get a lot of of channels with it. I didn't so I, even like, know they they had they were still transmitting free TV channels. Oh, all HD yes. stuff. All HD stuff is transmitted for free now, and it's they trans they transmit 4K signals and the small airwaves that we had when we were and I say we because this is literally from the 50s to the early 2000s were all in the mm-hmm. same wavelengths. They, like those are all now belong those wavelengths all belong to cell phones, and the and the the 4K stuff is being broadcast at higher elevations, so you need different types of antennas to catch it. Oh yeah, at higher frequencies though the the radius of the transmission is a lot shorter yes a lot smaller because so, yes yeah yes so anyway what i was saying is so i started looking at antennas and he's like, oh i saw this thing advertised called tableau it's it's new and i think we should get that for her and i'm like okay and i looked it up and essentially it's a it's like a roku it has a dvr though built into it so if you're watching live hmm. television with it you can use it like a, a like a tivo that's the word i was looking for use it like a tivo it's um word. yeah it's all right, but the antenna that came with was crap. So I bought her a good antenna and this thing, and then I gave it to her and I explained to her what it was because again, she's eighty-one; she doesn't understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, "Oh, okay, who's going to set this up for me?" And both my brothers pointed at me. I was like, "Jerk!" So that's yeah, what it, that's that's the job of a geek in the family is to be mm-hmm. the one to set that stuff up. Huh? Yes. Or and then, back of in course, the day, program the VCR. Oh my God. It used to be that you hoped your kids were going to be doctors, but now you hope one of them is going to be your IT. <laughs> that's a good line. That's a good one, John. Yes, we're all. We... Yeah, that's because my nephew Connor is like the entire family. All everybody it... in Connecticut that lives, all my family that lives in Connecticut. He's the one that gets the call Every... if anything happens. And Every... he's 11. <laughs> Anyone that works with computers in their family becomes the tech support for everything. Yep. It's tech support. You guys are a guy. No. Is that Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Cameron Crowe movie. It's a trip. I like that. Is that the one? Oh, Cameron Diaz? Cameron Cameron Diaz, yeah. Penelope Cruz are the... Yes. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I think I'm going to start watching the new Reacher TV show that's on Prime. I hear nothing but good things about that show. I've heard five people recommend it to me. I saw the first season. It was really good. I'm wondering what the second season is going to be. One of the main things I keep hearing is that the movie was so not the books. Yeah, because Jack Reacher much... is a big... Jack Reacher is like 6'6". Six, six. Again, I studied a lot of Reacher yeah. when, I was start, when I was writing thrillers and stuff. Reacher's a big dude. So of course, Tom Cruise is like, well, I want to play the 6'6 six six inch Jack Reacher. And like, no, Alan Richardson, who played Aquaman on Smallville, is the new Reacher, and he's better for the part. And yeah. he's guess, huh? huge. That boy's got games for years. And we've talked about it before. Like, I like the Tom Cruise ones, but this is growing on me. And the character is... I don't know. The character's good. I I enjoyed the first season. I know the second season's out. I want to take a look at it too. I just keep so. seeing this clip from when he gets arrested because I know it's he gets blamed for a murder and then he ends up getting involved solving the case. Yep, it's the premise. But like, he's in hand tie. He's zip tied because the handcuffs want to fit him. He's being processed, and then the clip ends with him in the jail cell and he just pops the zip the, tie. Yep. And then he's and then he's handing it to the guard. He's like, "You guys recycle." And it was just to prove he could have broken out at any moment, but he let that's, himself be captured. That's awesome. There, yeah, I like that. that's good writing. I think so. To that, that if you know how, like, 
zip ties. It's not that hard. Tech, there's a tech. All right. And then the other thing was my girlfriend walked out of the bathroom. She winked at me and she said, I shaved down there. You know what that means? And I said, yeah, the drain's clogged. Sorry, that was the inappropriate joke of the week. <laughs> JD, did your internet for No, I'm just processing that one. There's a lot of dark places that could. Yes. So I actually had an incident a couple weeks ago. My students <laughs> came up to me. No, this is case in point. One of my students came up to me and said, my aunt did your podcast. And I went, oh, dear God, which one? Oh, God, no. <laughs> and she said, the wrestling one. And I went, I'm going to lose my job. I'm trying to watch myself with the things I say now on these shows because no, apparently, I hope, I, I just don't, I'm not, I need to get, I have one more year till I get, and I was just like, really? Watch the wrestling one? I thought for sure they're going to say this show. And then I thought to myself, no, that's not better. <laughs> As Dave's yeah. talking to tear down his drain. <laughs> what what constitutes as his drain? You can use your, your imagination to figure that out. But you're not, helping, you're anyway. not helping yourself. Well, I don't. I, I never do. Never do. <laughs> That's the problem. You, you, Dave, you got to stop. My I, I'm actually wanting to go on to social media madness now. Oh, there you go. Let's do some. Look how red. Media. Look how red John gets with the dirty jump. It's really. I, I, I just don't need them. Just, All right, let's move to a topic that John John loves. Mm-hmm. Last week. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. We, last week it was the 40th, no, 50th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons. We talked yep. about it on the show. John was happy as a pig in shit. And, uh, John loves Dungeons and Dragons, man. And we had some people comment on it. Tan said, uh, we asked if any, if any of our fans played. Tan said, yes, I play. I'm waiting for the Superhero Speak one-off session. Make it happen, Superhero News is slow. <laughs> you can. It is slow right now. You can come guest would... in the show this week because I'm not doing it. Kassan, I've been actually thinking about it. I would run one for you guys. I can run it, and you guys can be the ones to pick the teams and go against each other. Do you remember when Kassan tried to set the rules for this stuff, and it went completely off the rails? No, I would, no, no I, I would run it like a normal D&D game. I've been thinking, I've been actually thinking a lot about this. Okay. Well, I could do it, and uh, the rules would be pretty straightforward. I just need to know what your teams are, and then I can assign damage and all that, and uh, other rules. And then let you go on. And then I would referee. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> it would Randy, actually be interesting. Randy Savage said, I've only played like three times, but it's getting better each time. And Don said, I play, but prefer to play the Star Wars. I didn't know there was a Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Role-playing. Yeah, there's, there's role playing for almost everything. Every major thing. There's, I think there's a Star Trek one, too. But Star Wars has been around for a long time. The role playing one. I'm going to guess since 1977 or so? <laughs> no, but probably a little bit after Dun- Dungeons and Dragons, the, the uh, was it the Satanic Panic years? <laughs> I, and I, then oh, it, and yes. when it get, got into the social zeitgeist, and then everybody was like, oh, wait, we could do this with this and this. What if I assign this many points to a Wookiee? And, oh, yeah, I want to play a Wookiee now. And, yeah, and then... And um, so. Guys, kind of, this is a... The, I was going to say they steered the Satanic Panic stuff into uh, the last season of Stranger Things, which... I know, yeah. This is a tremendous evening, by the way. We finally got responses on threads for one of our, our posts. Sour Grapes. Know we were on threads. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> Tim responded. That doesn't Tim count. Tim Jones said, John's been playing it so long, it was called Dungeons and One Dragon. 
It was called Hallway and Newt, probably. Power <laughs> grapes. The hallway and Lizard <laughs> instead of Dungeons and Dragons. That's what it was. I've always said that fantasy football is basically Dungeons and Dragons for sports geeks. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I have no My geekdom only goes so far. When you start making me do math and stuff. And wow. then James Burton said it was called Chainmail originally. I'm such a nerd. Was that, it? Is that was a, it originally is called that a chain gag or? I no, I've heard of I've heard of Chainmail. See, I have the original three Manila handbooks from 1974, I think. I know I don't know, I've heard of that, but I can't I don't remember what where that is in the history. Yeah. Cuz they formed TSR before they did the three or four Manila rule books before they came out with the red box that everybody knows from the 70s and then the blue box for the expert rules for the 80s. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I have to look that up. Oh. Damn. Other than Dragon's the fact that John didn't know and JD Twong. Yeah, I know. I'm embarrassed here. <laughs> All right. Moving <Me> too. on. <laughs> I'm also embarrassed. Moving on. We talked about last week that they announced that the filming for Deadpool 3 is officially wrapped. And we asked people if they were excited for it. And over on YouTube, we had Zach Orion say. I'm sure this is real three, name. Yeah. Three would be great if Disney execs wouldn't. Would have let Ryan keep the material he wrote. All they care about is pandering and using it for cameos to progress the future projects. God, going that's to ruin it. What's more boring than John's D&D spiel? Hey! <laughs> I said it was more boring. I didn't say it was less boring. We hear this all the time. You're just good. Everything did come ruin everything. I'm so sick of that. I'm And I believe me, no one's more guilty of that than me. But it's, it's such a tired argument. I'm bored. I'm bored with that argument. Am I yeah. wrong? I don't know. Well, that 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 Disney is... ruins everything. Can, we haven't seen a fucking trailer. Like, no, can we, we wait? Can we take a look at it before we shit? And I, if it's bad, I have no problem shitting on it when we've seen it. Like, I just want to see mean, it before we decide it's bad because the first movies it? were. I know, I know, and I would not doubt that Ryan Reynolds is going to keep the quality of this up. But I understand. I understand how people feel. When they've watched Disney ruin all of their own IP with all the live action, very inferior versions of all their original animated movies. And then started, and then the decline of the MCU, all the hit and miss of the Star Wars stuff. I understand man, where it's coming man, from. But... Star Wars has been good the last three or last almost yeah, well, five years. Let's not, yeah, I, I'm going to get into that when we get to our main topic. I don't, I, I don't agree with the attitude of the comment. But as is a lot of complaints that people have, is that they have ruined a lot of movies by forcing in, oh, this is what's coming next. Isn't yeah. that one of the big complaints of Age of Ultron? Was forcing in the Thor in the pool scene? Yes, it was nine years ago. And we've got, we did get a lot of good stuff after that. It's yeah. been very hit or miss lately. Very missed lately, let's be honest. Yeah. There's no reason to shit on it. We don't know what it looks like. They haven't even edited it. They just wrapped filming. Can we just you know, keep treated as Schrodinger's film? Like maybe it sucks, maybe it's great. Like it's just it's somewhere in the middle until we actually see it, and then we can shit on it. Like we're not talking about Madam Web here. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's not like they're Warner Brothers and Fox. <laughs> they're not. It's not like they're Warner. We Brothers. all said Madam. They like, said Madam Web or Sony. Like, hmm, hmm, sounds like a bad idea. And then the trailer yeah. comes out, and we're like, Yep, it's a bad, bad idea. idea. Yeah. Sydney Sweeney looks great as Spider Woman. I'll just say that highlight of the movie. That. And then I, I have no interest. Yeah, it's just, just, um, just like Julia Carpenter. It's a great, phenomenal costume. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with that. All right, Dave, then, what are you doing playing with your phone during the show? 
Because the comments aren't coming up on my computer, so I had to bring them oh. up on my phone. You look like you're checked out and you're just playing with your phone on the show. Oh, I'm trying to bring up TikTok so I can look at the comments. For the next... Or we can skip the segment. No, we're almost done. Let it finish. I tried. I'd like friend. to talk more about D&D and chainmail. So... so the question that I... Yeah, I almost said I would like to talk about such and such in chainmail, but I didn't. I didn't. Actually, I did by making that joke. Never mind. I'm a hypocrite. <clears throat> Yeah, oh, oh, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Kassan is right. by the way. So finally, I'm, I did ask our audience a question this week. So the synopsis for Deadpool 3 came out. And it simply says, the irresponsible hero Deadpool, along with Wolverine, changes the history of the MCU. Which could mean a thousand different things, right? Like Crisis. It's almost like it's, it's intentionally vague. But of course, I you know I can't let it lay there. I had to be like, no, okay, what do you think it means? Is this mean how they're bringing the X Men into the MCU? Is this going to be a soft reboot? All of these things. So over on YouTube, our good friend Don said, uh, "Reboot, baby, all the way." And over on the Tiki Talks, Apeit Ray said, "In order to fix the shit show that the superhero genre is, it's necessary to rearrange the pieces on the board." Ray actually sent me a nice little DM this week to talk about wrestling, and I miss talking to Ray. I, I, I hope he can come back on and get involved and just at least lurk in the chat a little bit. I miss you, buddy. Come back around. Yeah, I know. I think, I, but all of his comments are negative anymore. On our yeah, stuff. but that's Ray. Yeah, that's you don't true. listen. You don't listen to Eight Bit Ray for like the happy stuff. And then Jonico said, "This is a translation of a foreign language synopsis, so it would take a wording." I would take the wording with a grain of salt. And I get oh, that, but there isn't fair, a lot of words point. there. There isn't a lot there to misinterpret. It's very, like, again, it's vague on purpose. The only thing I think is maybe instead of history, that was future. The future of the MCU will never be the same. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, again, we've said this already, that the, from all the pictures that leaked, it looks like it is... Deadpool kills the Fox universe. We're going to get Ryan Reynolds. We're going to get Hugh Jackman back in the MCU until I'm proven wrong. I'm looking forward to this. And Hugh Jackman has made bad movies as Wolverine. Don't get me wrong, but he is never the problem. And the funny thing is, he said after Logan, he was done. He wasn't. He, he got it done with Wolverine. Yeah. Until Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and... said, hey, man. What if we got to do this right and doing it for the MCU? And then he was like, okay, I can come out of retirement one time. Hey, the man's going through a rough divorce right now. Let's, I say we support Hugh Jackman, who ruined his singing voice, apparently, to play Wolverine, and love him. I he's, don't know. He did great. great. When I saw him on Broadway, he was great. Man, I saw that we, they, we, saw, we went to Argyle this week. More on that later. And they did a trailer for the re-release of Les Miserables. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He's so talented. He's very he's talented. A, yeah, unbelievable. He's amazing. Yeah. He's ama the man's amazing. So he's Australia's greatest export since Yahoo Serious. <laughs> that, I wonder how much of our audience got that, that right. Making that, a lot of assumptions there, man. That is a dated <laughs> joke if I've ever told one. <laughs> All right. That is it, guys, for social media madness. Thank and you. there was much celebration. So if you want to know how you can follow superheroes feet. And get more, and be part of Social Media Madness for next week. Don't know you're Here's a good friend, Don, to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? 
Go ahead and head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com. You'll find all the links you need, episodes of the show, comic reviews by Chris, and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, you can also check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars podcast network. Include great shows like the Pop Prison Power podcast, Cult 45, baby, So Wizard podcast, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars, and you're not going to be disappointed. Make sure that you are commenting on our Twitter articles. Could be a poignant comment, could be a stupid one. Either way gives you a chance for Dave to possibly mispronounce your Twitter handle. All right, I've rambled on enough. Let's head back to Dave and the gents on Superhero Speak. I like that commercial. It's the, one, it's the old one where John doesn't make me sound like a lech. Exactly. I figured you. I hit. I played the new ones the last two weeks. You guys deserve a break. Completely shits on John and I in that one. That's yeah, yeah, fine. Thank you so much for that, Don. While we're here, while we're here, as always, don't let me forget. Please hit that subscribe button. Click that bell for notifications so you don't miss when we go live on Sunday nights. Sometimes with JD, sometimes not. <laughs> I missed one show in a year. And I'll just miss another one next week. Coincidentally. <laughs> All right. On that note, we got a new one. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Here. We'll be right back with the news. Oh, Here fun. we go. Go. Some podcasts are like this. So I had this debate the other day okay. in the car. So you know <laughs> Helen Keller. So apparently someone said that she flew a plane. Is that right? Yeah. And I'm like, how does she fly no. a plane? How does she fly a plane if she's hiding in the closet? What? How does Helen Keller? What? <laughs> what? You were. Shut up. Shut up. She got. Did she. I thought she. Get... Did she get free and then fly the plane? I'm. Oh my god! I what is there, happening I wish right there now? There was like a live audience, and I could ask them: Does he even deserve? Do I? Does he even deserve me to continue? Oh my god! I'll give you one more chance. <laughs> Helen Keller. What is she known for? The, she wrote a book in the attic. That's Anne Frank. <laughs> Helen Keller's the woman that was blind and deaf. And some podcasts are like this. DC Talk used to have this song that was like, "We're just two honks." And a Negro serving the law. What? <laughs> what? You lying? Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. When you really break it down, we're just two honks and a Negro serving the Lord. We're just two honks and a Negro singing our song. Bruh, bruh, bruh. See, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? But only one place is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. And we have a crazy-ass earthquake, and black smokes come out of the earth, and she equates it to the... Uh, the fart of God. Yeah. <laughs> the fart of God. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't know the severity of this until I saw the uh, smoke hit two of these girls and yeah. murder them. Like, they are getting, like, emolted. Like, they're being burned the fuck alive. They are literally turning to ash. From... It was Thanos snap. <laughs> but it was two butt cheeks instead. Yeah, two, two butt cheeks of our Lord. Thanos clapping. <laughs> so it gets crucial, guys. Our heroine and her teacher, Ms. Yumi, she's freaking out. She says, I don't want to smell the fart of God. If I have to die, I want to smell the shit that's emitting from them cheeks. Oh, my God. 
You are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. I give you the American education system. You are definitely going to get fired after that, G. <laughs> there was no uh, that one, and somehow it was more offensive. No, the first one was more offensive than the Japanese oh, show. Oh, I don't know about that. That girl was freebasing a fart in that last clip of the. In what you're talking about, the land of I, hentai. So that, that's tame compared to. I know that girl. I don't care. That woman stood in front of a woman, another woman's ass, and freebased a fart. I find it more offensive that somebody from the American education system doesn't know the difference between Helen Keller and Anne Frank. Well, someone who yeah. works there, and okay, I get tired of people burying the American education system when we're trying, man. We're freaking trying. Oh, it's not you. Know you. How dumb some of these kids are. <laughs> I I know, and but but they underfunded you. They they're they're and, fi- funneling and, money from you to to these charter school crap things yet, that don't even have better outcomes. We've talked about free basing of the fart. We talked about the kid I yes. didn't know who Helen Keller was, and we've ignored two hunks. And the only person that could have found that and put that out there is Randy because yeah. he is a black man. That was the thing that I just watched. Well, at least it wasn't the N-word. Oh, no, Dave, we can't touch this. We do. We, no, no, we're, we're not. not we are not qualified. I didn't, I'm not going to say. Push the button. <clears throat> what are you doing? Uh, we don't do that here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we don't. Nope. Randy, you've outdone yourself this week, my friend. I don't know if I should congratulate you or send someone to make sure you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That was a thing that I just watched. It was. This yes. was a thing. This was a thing. And you did watch it, yes. I watched it. I watched a woman freebasing a fart from another woman. All right, let's move on to the Please, news. I'm begging us. <laughs> this, is an, this is an awkward transition. Carla, so is that movie. Carl Weathers passed away. I know. Uh, Isn't it a bummer? That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, Carl Weathers. Obviously, if people who aren't familiar with Carl Weathers, which I don't know how you wouldn't be. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed from Rocky... The original Predator movie. And, yeah, Predator, Action Jackson, and of yep. course, Mandalorian. Happy Gilmore. He was Happy Gilmore. Happy yep. Gilmore Chubbs. Oh, God, he was brilliant. He's brilliant in all of that. Like, That's I've great. never seen him do a bad show. Like, no. He he's yeah, always I mean, he always gave it all, his all. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because first off, I actually follow Sylvester Stallone on Instagram. He, he was oh. emotional. He was emotional. And you know what? And he even, he had such, such nice things to say about him. And the fact that he was like, I owe a lot of my career to him. It does. It was just like, and he's honest. Like he didn't just come out and say, oh, I lost a friend. He was like, honest about, I've lost someone who got helped launch my career. Yeah. Rocky doesn't work. Rocky won Best Picture. Let us not forget the first Rocky oh, yeah. movie. Won. And that movie does not work without Apollo Creed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You needed the... And that the the excuse me the genius of Rocky is how well cast it is, right? And Stallone had to fight to play Rocky. It's his script, like right? It's his brainchild, yeah. and he had to fight tooth and nail to play Rocky. And then you have to find the perfect antagonist who isn't hateable, but you still want him to see him lose. Right. And then 
he's so good at being that guy that by the time the third Rocky comes along and the two of them become best friends, I'm in tears when I watch Rocky three because of the friendship of Rocky and Apollo. Cause these two guys have such mutual respect for the wars that they've had with you that the Apollo Creed character cannot handle the fact that Balboa got beaten, right? His ego cannot handle watching Rocky lose it. So he's like, I'm going to train this guy to beat this man. And in the process of these two guys with the egos forges one of cinema's greatest friendships. Yeah. And it doesn't work if Carl Weathers isn't so goddamn likable because Apollo Creed shouldn't be likable. He should be a villain, but he's so fucking charming and so likable like apollo man carl weathers was really really great because a lesser actor would have made creed clubber lang where you just hated him no no redeeming qualities but that's mm-hmm. not what you, he yeah. was on the heat of the night too which the movie or the no, TV but, show? yeah the tv show no in street justice um i'm just looking through his stuff like but what he's really known for is you know all four all four first rockies right all mm-hmm. first he four dies rockies. in Rocky. He dies, he dies in Rocky, in Rocky 4. Four. Like mm. his death is the is what culminates like in this Rocky like it's, when they that, that no easy way out montage. I taught so this semester I had my video one class and we were talking about montage, right? And I showed the I showed the original Rocky Montage because it's like mm-hmm. one of the most famous montages in history. And then I also showed No Easy Way Out to like, talk about MD style montage and how it changed. And like, that No Easy Way Out montage is like one of the best montages in film because you encapsulate four movies. And you get Rocky's story, but you also get the story of what these two men meant to each other. And it's by the time Apollo dies, these two are best friends. Where Rocky Jr. calls him Uncle Apollo. They love each other. That's a movie where that's really the story of a man searching for justice for the loss of his best friend, which we don't talk enough about Rocky Four as a revenge film. Because yeah. it's not really, but it's really about a man coping with loss and coping with his culpability in watching his best friend die and not do like, there's a lot of heavy feet going in rocky four that get largely ignored because it's essentially seven music videos strung together yeah but pretty then, much but it really is but that is a movie that again it only works because of the chemistry of those two guys yeah and it's just man i could wax philosophically about what those movies mean forever i just i love them so much what is it what are they going to do about the mandalorian because he he's he was a glue character every he would show up or, or he would move the plot along but he was fun in that what show is? he was climbing the ranks we were mm-hmm. watching climb the ranks in the right. as like, grief karga he's like the magistrate of the at the end of mm-hmm. the last season. yeah well, he gets planet, t- so. he dies you can that could but you can actually make that work much like rocky three Rocky Four. You can make his death help move the story along for the yeah. Mandalorians. It's a shame, man. The world's a worse place today than it was a few days ago without Carl Weathers. Yeah. Love that. Man. Agree. Yep. Evil be missed. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I went film school nerd on you with the Apollo. With- hey. No, no, it's good. Younger people that don't haven't seen those. Those Rocky movies were okay. They are a product of the '80s. I'll give you that. There's nothing um, wrong with that. Proxy. No, there's nothing. No, there's nothing wrong. They were very good movies. They, if you're going to watch old movies, those should be on your list. Stop there. Don't yeah. watch five. Five's bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. Five. After that, but the Creed are, were. I haven't Creed, seen them yet. The Creed movie. Creed. The original Creed is great. Creed two is okay. Creed three is not very good. Similar. Rocky Balboa is a fun movie. I like Rocky Balboa. There's a lot going on. I, Rocky five hmm. is just. Yeah. No. Don't. <laughs> That doesn't exist. All right. Moving on, the, the cast, their Supergirl. 
Millie Alcock. Big fan. Love this. Love this. Millie Alcock, who was in the, what was it, House of the Dragon? House of the Dragon. She she stole the show in House of the Dragon. She hangs with Matt Smith. The whole, whatever. She stole the show from Matt Smith? Yes. He's... I know the chemistry between her and Matt Smith makes the first, I think it's three or four episodes of how, cause they have a big time jump in the middle of house of the dragon. It goes like 20 years in the future. So you lose that. But the chemistry between Millie Alcock and Matt Smith is fantastic. She carries the first wing of that show. She's great. Yeah. I think this is genius casting. They're going to go with the Tom King version of Supergirl. I love it. One, she's got a great look. She's a really good actress. She looks like Kara Zor-El in general. Mm-hmm. Love this whole thing. Gun has not made Gun doesn't make bad casting. Say what you want about him. Everyone in Guardians um, was perfect. And if she can steal the soul from Matt Smith, I don't know if people don't know. Matt Smith was one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Doctor. And he was like one of the most popular ones of all time. And the man is a walking personality. And walking like, charisma I, machine. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he steals a sh- he'll steal a scene anytime he's in it. And if she can she can work on that level, this is gonna be good. She's good, man. She is other than when f- he was in Morpheus. That movie sucked. No, <laughs> he was still there. Yeah, he was the best part. <laughs> yeah. That dance sequence was yes. like exactly that, you haven't seen House of the Dragon, John. It's no, like, I haven't. Thank you, Kassan. It's really good. One thousand seventy-nine episodes of of One Piece. When did I have time for House of Dragon? There are but, shows on but yes, you're right. The dance, the dance up scene in in Morbius, yeah. like you, you can't fault you can't fault him uh, for that show. Thing in the movie, most memorable thing in the movie. Yes, yep. I think I do the in the announcement the version of Supergirl they're going with. I like that idea of having mm-hmm. her be a darker version of Supergirl versus a light version, of, which. Tells you he gets it. He's going to have a lighter Superman raised by good parents in Kansas. Like he said this in the announcement. So, yeah, it makes more sense. It is. No parents. Yeah. Son says uh, season two of House of Dragons about to be Can't wait. Can't wait. She won't be in it, though, which is a shame because she got written off the show. But it's, it ended in a good spot. House of Dragon better than the last two seasons of Game of Thrones for sure. Also, she can't be in it because she's busy being Supergirl now. This is true. They hmm. filmed it already. So she just got cast. Oh, yeah. Although Mark Miller brought up a good point. Who's directing this Superman movie, and why aren't they casting the film if they're not directing? And I kind of went, hmm. I don't like Mark Millar's work, but he's got a good point. Gunn should just say, I'm going to do it. Just do it himself. Because he clearly wants to. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I do, too. I don't know why they haven't made a formal announcement of it yet, but they should. Just let him make the Is he going to be more like, who's the... Robert Rodriguez and when he works with another director. No, there's oh, like when yeah, Robert Rodriguez. He he does co-director stuff. That's why he left the DGA in like 2005. So is it going to be like he's going to bring in some young upcoming director and co-director? No, you can't do that. DGA rules specifically say that one Uh, director, unless they enter as a team, like the Cohen brothers or the Hughes brothers, like that. Otherwise, you have to be. You can't have co-director on a film. It's gonna. He should just, they should just let Gunn direct it. No, Gunn should just make himself direct him. Yeah, that's what to say. There's no letting. He's in charge. Yeah, he's, he, the he's the guy. But, okay, but I'm going to ask you that. Would that be looked at weird by the fans? Because he's like a Kevin Feige now. It's Peter Safran, too, who steered the ship for the, Mar- the beginning of Marvel, John Favreau, right? Yeah. Let him be Favreau. All Whatever. Right. He's, he's got a voice. He's an auteur. And he seems to be the one guiding all, he is not the team. He is the one guiding all this. Oh, anyway, just make the damn movie. We're like, we can't get 50% pregnant. Let's just do this. 
fifty percent pregnant. You ever heard that phrase? <laughs> it's an idiom. No, I don't think I've ever heard that you before. You can't get you can't get half pregnant, right? Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying, but it's just I don't think I've ever heard that expression before. Oh, must be must be a Midwest thing. Possibly. Have you heard it before, John? No. It's not an Amish expression, so John is on that. <laughs> Perhaps ye men can tell us about the churning of the butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then finally, because, yeah, there is not a lot of news going on. Game um, letter can get this stuff here. <laughs> a game just came out. It's the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, which is getting panned by a lot of gamers. They're saying it's is a it? terrible game. And it also lives up to its billing. Yeah. But Kevin Conroy surprises the voice of Batman in the game. And then apparently that is not his last role as Batman. He is going to be the voice of Batman in the Crisis. Part the three of this, right? So they're yeah. going to they're going to visit a Batman the Animated Series version of Earth, and he will be the voice in that. That's pretty. That's appropriate. Yeah. So they're yeah, but how are they going to do the voice? Recorded it already. Yeah, he recorded it before he passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So been working on this that long because he's been wow. It's been a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wow. That's gonna make me sad. I'm happy he did it. It's gonna make me sad and happy that he he's in it. The rumors were that he was gonna be in that upcoming animated series that Bruce yeah. Tim is doing. Bruce Tim shot that down, so they never got a chance to record with him. Yeah, so because that would have sucked too, right? Because if they did a season with him and then he passed away, like Wouldn't work. They said they weren't gonna have him play Batman. He was do a voice on. Should have been that universe's version of the Gray Ghost. That would have been good. Yeah. Oh, that would have been perfect. For you guys who don't know that the Great Ghost is this famous episode of the original Batman, the animated series, where it turns out kid Bruce Wayne loved this old TV show. It takes place off like the Lone Ranger, but uh, more like the Green Hornet, like like that. It's voiced by Adam West. Great episode. Yeah, great. Episode. That's why I said it would be perfect. I was just explaining to people who might not know. Oh, everyone knows. I don't hope so if you listen to this show, but you never exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> Something wrong with you if you listen to this show and you don't know that. Something wrong with you listening to the show. And if they haven't seen it, there's nothing everyone, wrong with there's nothing wrong with them. They can go watch it. We're, we're everyone here to, who watches the show knows what they are. Yeah, we're going to well, talk we, about that a lot in a minute. Yeah. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Oh boy. This is so wizarding. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ray. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. For Kellis Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts. Everybody, you can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com, and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. Find So Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. 
A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while. That was Dave, actually. What? Delivered that line. It was you that delivered that line. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> I just realized something. So, the all the pictures that he uses in that are screwed up. The, but the thing is, that picture of Joey, he actually took in well, our hotel Joey. room at New York Comic Con. Yeah, the other two are. Yeah. No, but if you look, but I actually looked at it this week, and that they still distorted that picture, even though it's an actual picture he took. I was there when he took the picture. Oh. And yet the phone is like wavy and messed up. Like obviously did that on purpose. I think it's making fun of AI. I just realized that. Could be. All right. So our Do main we have a commercial? Do we have a commercial that plays in on anybody else's stuff? Because we advertise for a lot of people, but are we advertising anywhere? No. Yeah, we really should. No one likes us. No. That's a good. Uh, point. All right. So I wanted to talk about this because something interesting happened on social media. Another That's really? a lie. On social that's a, media? That's a damnable lie, and you know it. <laughs> Interesting? Another ah. content creator like us. Not, I will, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. To, like uh, us, not, not us, but it's we're, no one, we're like not, us. But we're not, it, it's not really models, us. Man. It's, none of the pod, <laughs> real. It's, it's none of the podcasts in the Geek World All-Stars, okay? So it's none of them. For plausible deniability? Is that what it is? No, no. They put, this person posted on their Facebook a comment where it was not a comment, a, a post where it was like, I, I see, here's the thing. I can't remember the exact wording. And the interesting thing is I tried to look it up before the show. So I had the exact wording and they've taken it down since then. And, <sighs> the, and the comment was fanboys need to realize that it's no longer about them. I was kind of, and all these people were like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wanted to have an actual conversation. And I was like, it's interesting, but I, what do you mean by fanboy? Right. Because we have the popular the notion, the popular thought of it as like the comic book guy from The Simpsons, which is why I use that for the artwork beat, right? That's what people think of as a fanboy, right? And I said, but do you mean somebody that gatekeeps? Because we were talking about it at the beginning of the podcast, someone who gatekeeps the a genre, or somebody that like says, oh, I hate this because that's not how they did it in the comics. And I said, oh, that could be the same person. Or what do you mean exactly? And I said, because. One of the things I would make my one counter argument would be is like you still have to make things for the core fan base because if you alienate them, then you're going to ruin the property because people will just stop going altogether. And like all these people jumping on me, like, oh no, you're wrong. You don't have to make things for the core audience, blah, blah. And it was like, okay. And I didn't respond because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, but like apparently the person deleted the thread. So um, I'm sure their Facebook, I'm sure their Facebook mentions were ruined after this. <laughs> but I'm like, and here's what I was thinking, and this is what I was going to get to before it evolved, was like an idea of not pandering to the fan base and making stuff for yourself. And I think Star Wars franchise is a great example. They went off the rails with The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Come on. They brought, no the, they brought Palpatine back in the crawl. But then Somehow Mandal Palpatine returned. And they made Luke Magic. into... You know, they made Luke into a whiny old person, and then the Mandalorian comes along, and then they redeem Luke in the end of the second season. Everyone loves that scene, right? That's the return of Luke Skywalker we wanted, not what we got in The Last Jedi. So that's something that is pandering to fans or quote-unquote fanboys, and it's better. You disagree. Okay. I, dis 
what you're talking about is successful storytelling versus not successful. You're putting this notion that what is good storytelling is what's appealing to the core base when it's just good storytelling in general. Okay. Right? Is we have this idea, and it's not just you. This is something I'm is that if something we I see this in wrestling a lot too is that if something doesn't cast the as wide a net as possible, there's an argument on two sides of the coin that you're not doing a good enough job trying to bring people in. And at the same time, you're not doing a good enough job trying to satisfy your fan base. When in reality, it's very difficult to do both. And it, it probably shouldn't. Like, And there's sometimes there's sometimes you need to cast a wide net. And there's other times you want to make the people that are here happy. And I don't think necessarily inclusive. Like, terms like fan woke like it means you want it to mean in this in the context of how you're choosing to use it in reality there is there's it's just a word that doesn't mean anything it's a catch-all a fanboy can be whatever it can be whatever you want it to be it can be have whatever connotations words have power and it all depends on how you choose to use it like when she this i'm i mean i assume female i should not have done that when this person said that phrase the fanboys have to realize it's not for them anymore i think that's a two-edged sword and I get, we talked about these football fans that get mad having to share their hobby, which right. this is the problem is that a lot of people get insulated in their hobby and they don't want to share it because this is their special thing. And they don't want people that they don't like or don't respect or they don't feel respect them sharing in their hobby when all you're doing is trying to grow the hobby. Now, at the same time, those attempts can either be successful or they can fail, right? When, when Force Awakens came out, that was very fan service, but nobody complained, right? Okay. Everybody dug it. Almost everybody dug it, but yeah. nobody said this is for the fanboy. Nobody yeah. said it. it was seen as an attempt to cast a wide net to a new fan base. Yeah. When it doesn't, then it's this was just for the fanboy, and then that becomes like a rallying thing. So it's almost okay. like fanboy becomes like a derogatory term, and it depends on who's delivering the message. Well, let's put it this way: I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure all three of us have been called a fanboy at some point in our lives. No, yeah. I've whooped someone's ass. They call me something like that, and they know it. <laughs> All right, tough guy. Okay. Oh, wait, what's Kassan here real quick? I got his words. Kassan says, I think original fans fear Massfield because of the threat of change to the IP. Now, they share it. I agree with Kassan because they fear that. It's again, like we talk about the band thing. It's the exact same thing. Let me, let's, let's put it another way, I think. Mm -hmm. DCEU versus MCU. Mm -hmm. The newer movies... Let's the newer MCU movies. Yeah. Let's leave that out for right now. Core, core MCU stuff. Yeah. Core core MCU core DCEU. The MCU works because they are true, and this is actually what I said in my comment. I feel like the MCU worked because it's true to the characters from the comics. It's not a word for word translation, and I accept that as a fan. But it's true to the origin of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, like their and their demeanor and, and how that. they act. Yeah. The DCEU, you got a dark and broody. That doesn't work. For a fan of Superman, that movie doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right? I think, again, you're just coming down to good storytelling versus bad storytelling. And it depends on how you define fanboy. If you right. Define... When I said that you have to make things for the fans, I was told I was wrong. But that, okay, so here's the thing, though. is the Marvel works, the MCU worked because it was true to its nature. Right. And its nature is universally appealing when done correctly. If DC was true to its nature, if the DCEO was true to its nature it would have worked. But then, then it becomes what makes the fanboy, right? Are you, are, your argument is the MCU was done to, stay, to appeal to its core base. 
I say yes, it was, but what what is appealing to the core base works to the masses. That is what it comes down to. If you are true and you have good storytelling, not only will you make your core fan base happy, but you will reach those people. Why do you think Godzilla Minus One worked? Why did everybody go crazy about Godzilla Minus One? It's a Godzilla movie that was good. And even if you have bad storytelling, there are still a lot of people that are fans of the Snyder Universe. That's true. That's true. Yeah. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that came out of Batman versus Superman and said, "Wow, that was awesome." Yeah, but you know what? I want to. The thing I want to say. The thing I want to say about the DCU. Two things I want to say about it. They progressively lost money, Mm -hmm. movie after movie. Yeah. And two, like Batman and Superman in a movie together was was going to make a a crapload of money no matter how good or bad it was. So what about that? You just said that DCU progressively got, and this is true lower box office returns every time out they were serving the core fan base they were serving not the core d fan base but the core dcau fan base. okay and exactly and here's something i want to i know john has been in this situation i've been in this situation and maybe you've been in this situation a movie comes out any comic book related movie Mm -hmm. somebody in your circle goes oh i heard this movie's out is it any good and if you're a fan obviously if you're, you're a, fa- a big fan of DC Comics and you see how bad the movie is because it's not true to the character of Superman and Batman, you go, no, it's really not that good. They're not going to go see. Yeah. That's why appealing to the fan of the original property works. But again, like I said before, it's not about necessarily appealing to the fan base. It's about good storytelling. Good storytelling will reach across those planes. A good story unites fans and creates new fans, which is what Iron Man was, right? There are very few hardcore Iron Man fans in 2007, right? But that movie comes out and people who know and love Iron Man are like, this is Iron Man. And then every new generation of people discover Iron Man and go, yeah, man, this is awesome. It wasn't trying to serve the fanboys. It was staying true to what the characters are. And these characters, let's be real, are pop culture icons. They are designed to appeal to the masses. They were created to be appealing. The Crow was not designed to appeal to the masses. The fact that a Crow film is successful goes in spite of what that property is all about. If these movies don't appeal to the masses, it's a failure, which is the problem with the DCEU. Those movies, and again, they I don't think they wanted to do that, but that's just what happened, is those fans were the only people that liked them. So you're failing. You're appealing to your base, but you're not doing a good enough job of casting a net, and that's a problem, right? You need to be able to invite people in. If you don't, you become insulated, and you're not making good choices. But it comes. the word fanboy is where I take issue with this entire conversation because we can't define what that means. Hassan says of a person ever... says, okay. no, you got it. I got it. If a person states, if you're a fan, then X, the movie isn't good. Yeah, that's a good point. A good movie stands upon its own merits, not the inherited legacy of the source material. I said, I said, yeah, a right. good story is a good story. That's, but isn't that's a that's an issue that I think we've talked about on this show a lot too? Is like when they change a lot of things because they want to insert it into a popular franchise to make money. They reboot it and they change a lot of stuff. They've completely changed the story. Why not just create something new? Because they I think that's... to watch it because of the branch more value. But the but again, it comes down to storytelling. Whenever that happens, it's a failure at the root level, and that, that goes beyond either embracing or rejecting said phantom fan base. Because again, I th- I find this to be a very much a straw man argument. If you appeal to if you appeal to the people who love something with good storytelling, more people will come in. 
Godzilla minus one is my example, and I'm going to keep leaning into Even if it's good storytelling for the time, like when the first Batman movie came out, everybody loved it. It seems campy now, but then then again, compared to the original 1960s Batman TV show, it was really dark. And then again, you rebooted Batman with, what was it, the Dark Knight? Or what was the first one? Batman Begins. And got darker, but people liked it because the writing on that was really good. Like, even if you're still playing around with the same property and you're changing it a little bit, as long as, going to JD's point, as long as the writing is good and you're mm-hmm. hitting it the right time, because sometimes it depends on when, when it plays, right. then, and... yeah, then, then it's still... This whole thing about fans is like, people should like what they like. I, being into anime, it's and also in the dating pool, I have had problems with this being a 53 year old man that really likes anime i have yet to bring a little bit of my personal stuff into this i have been told that i am a man child that i am not mature that i i i should have specified i should have told them that before we went on a date i've had a lot of problems with this and i you i should have think what? John, i'm gonna interrupt you for- you should thank that person Oh yeah, you I know. Thank that person for revealing who they are and making sure you don't waste another second of your life thinking about them. Yeah, because as I am an expert in this, they're gatekeeping. But <laughs> it's something I'll say yeah, that they're, 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 they're like, who's to tell you what you can like? No, everybody's different. Everybody's going to like something, a, a whole slew of something. Sometimes in the Venn diagram, you'll overlap with other people. I got a great analogy here. Have you um, ever seen a Bronx? A Bronx Tale? Yeah, Chas Palminteri, Robert De Niro, 1993. No. Okay, so Bronx Tale is a story about a kid who grows up admiring a mobster. In the early 60s, late 50s, late 60s. 60s, great movie, just a great movie. And this lesson this guy teaches is, he has this trick, it's the 60s. You unlock the, the passenger side door for the girl and open the door for her. You close the door and you walk around the back and you see what she does. If she reaches over to unlock the door... To let you in yeah she is a keeper she she cares about where this goes and she wants you with her if she sits there and does nothing quote unquote she's a selfish bitch and you are better off without her end quote and that's the scene in the movie is he unlocks it for this girl and she reaches in slow motion she reaches over and unlocks him the guy pumps his fist because he knows she's special right fact of to, fact unto fact i did this to a girl once she didn't open the door for me we never dated Consequently, she's in her mid-40s and is unmarried to this day. Coincidence? I'll let you draw the conclusion. I did that for my wife, and she not only reached over and unlocked the door, but she actually opened it from the other side. I'm a <laughs> firm believer in this idiom. The, the point of this is to say people will reveal themselves when given the opportunity. If you're on a essentially like a dating app, I'm assuming is where this... Uh, a bunch of dating is. apps, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've they, met quite a few women that have, have had this are, opinion. They are so. bitches who are selfish, who you do not need to talk to because they are rotten human beings. I'm sorry, that's the truth. If you're going to sit there and shit on somebody because of their interests when you're on a dating app and clearly you have trouble meeting people, maybe it's you. Yeah, but just to go along with this, go to to dip the toe in the sociological side Let's of do- things. Like, I'm, I, lo- I find it funny when they say things like that because I own a house, I make a six-figure salary, I am very well off, and they... They, you know, I, of course, they don't know that all they know is that I like something and they, they think they, they base their entire opinion of me around that. And that goes back to our society. The Mm -hmm. idea the the calling somebody a fanboy 
is derogatory in our society. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. and I, hey, I, you I, ever I, thought of this? Yeah. My, my my whole thing with that is why that was my original comment re- response was, what do you mean by a fanboy? Because it is a very derogatory comment, and it's are you talking about core fans? Or are you talking about gatekeepers and people who are like? Oh, you can't change the race of this character, or oh, you can't change this. That's the problem. The word means whatever the user wants it to mean, and there's no definition for it. But just the two words, fan boy, yeah. right? Yeah, like it, it yeah. is derogatory yeah. in our society Absolutely. because you, they don't they don't call somebody who likes the New York Giants a you know a fanboy. They're a fan or they're a sports enthusiast. But they get that too. They get now that too. only for the Mets. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> for the Mets, you know, there's women too that will will just shut down a guy because he's super into sports stuff like that. That's a thing that goes. But that is way, way more so, so more socially acceptable. acceptable. Yeah, it's more so for sure. It's more socially. But the word "fan" is short for fanatic anyway. Sure. Which just saying you're a fan just is immediately a derogatory term because it's like you're nuts. Which let's be real, we're nuts. You're into this. Like, I, I just I think these things are amazing Rorschach tests, right? It tells you what you like it reveals so much these statements like these reveal so much about the person staying them more so than they do about anything else i have had an interesting thing happen to me twice and i won't say who these people are and i'm sure they don't actually but it's funny i've had two people that have married into the family one is no longer in the family the first and one's like oh yeah I listen to your podcast and I like all that stuff. And like, I could tell he was BSing me, right? And I was like, oh, I asked him a question about the show and he just couldn't answer it. And it's just, yeah, obviously then you're not listening. And I didn't like say anything. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, I haven't heard that one yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just dropped it. Counterpoint. Is he BSing or is he just trying to be nice? He's just and probably to... cool. That's not a, that's not a bad thing. If someone's still, I listen to your show. I think you just, you could tell if they're not, just say, oh, thanks. I don't know, man. I think I would read that as someone just trying to be kind and hospitable and i think sometimes people misinterpret kindness with phoniness and i think it's just easier to think what person's being nice in the moment right i gave someone a book recently i know they're never going to read it they just took okay. it because they were being nice and i'm just like True. okay okay i i know if you i know one day they'll talk to me and they'll say ants and i'll know they read the book but until that moment happens i know yeah like, that's okay though okay not everybody has to like what you're doing, but people can show interest and appreciation and just be like, oh, I've listened to it before. Oh, and just when they do and when they don't, that's okay. And then know. the other one was at their wedding, they like did one of those things where everyone was wearing a superhero t-shirt under a tuxedo and they opened it up. And before that, at a, like when we first met this person, we were at a dinner and we were talking about, and they're like, oh yeah, he said something about, because they found out I had the podcast. Oh, I love superheroes, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Okay. And then you're like, ask a question, and they don't know. Do you ever see? That's that's so gatekeep. I'm that's not trying to be geek. I'm not but trying that to is be geeky. That's no, I'm trying to have geeky. a conversation, and they can't. No, you're quizzing. You're quizzing someone. No, I'm not. I'm not quizzing Wait, that, them. That's exactly what you just said, though. When you have a conversation, you can tell they really aren't superhero fans. Okay, you can have a you can have a casual conversation about sports with people, and you could just say, "Oh yeah, I like the Bears." Oh yeah, who played no, running, running back in nineteen seventy four? No, I didn't. I don't ask a question like that. I'd be like, "What did you say? Oh, which, which movie is your favorite?" Because I know they're not reading the comics; they're watching the movies. And but that's quizzing them. That's not quizzing them. That's totally quizzing them. You're like testing the if, if somebody comes up and says, "I'm the biggest San Francisco fan ever, uh, 49ers fan ever," and you ask them. 
uh, who was the quarterback? I'm not going to ask them a question about it. I'm not trying to test their fandom. I got kids in my fucking classes who make all these collages with superhero stuff on them. I know they don't got my knowledge, but I'm not making any value judgment based upon that. I'm like, but what oh, I'm cool. saying is, if a person interest, to, no, but the thing is, the person approaches you and they're trying to start a conversation by yeah. saying that you're trying to continue yeah. the conversation. That's not then you quizzing them. No, just but you don't have to make the, we don't have to make a value judgment based upon what they know about. They could just think Peter Parker's mask is cool, and that's fine. That's a we have to start seeing these things as wins for us and not losses. It's not like oh, this person's not a real geek, and then we have that so much in our culture. Like we have to like elevate because we're so we're all nerds right so we feel the need to elevate ourselves in this one way above other people and we get like upset when people try to horn in on our territory and I, we can't we have to just be like cool they think we're cool because they, we like these they like the same stuff we like i'm not like i said i like the white Sox. i cannot tell you everything about the team i cannot talk batting averages i cannot talk you know why a certain hitter is better than other i just like to watch a game, and i think that's okay i'm not going to pretend to be a, a huge fan and i don't think these people are either but i think they're just showing a slight interest oh you had superheroes oh, okay i like this too and we should go cool and just leave it at that and just understand that there's levels to these things and not get not like rate who should rank where on the grand nerd scale Am I wrong on this? No, like the term fanboy connotes that the person is way into that stuff. Whereas, like you said, there's levels. Everybody's got levels. No, and I don't think think I'm making myself clear on what my point is. It was like, it wasn't that I was sitting there. How do do I say this? It comes off as because it's become pop culture, right? Superhero movies have become pop culture that... It comes off more, they feel like they want to fit in. And it's just like, I don't care. Just come up and ask me, what do I think about the weather? Come up and you're trying to start a conversation. But that's, isn't that how we share our culture though? Is to talk about these things. Not necessarily, what's wrong with educating them or saying, hey man, that's awesome. I got this girl I follow on Twitter, right? She's a really good wrestling writer, but she loves the Marvels, right? But she's never read a comic book and has no intention on ever reading a comic book. I know way more about superheroes. And she wouldn't argue that fact, but she can wax philosophically on these movies all day long. And I think it's freaking cool because she's right. She's appealing to different people and winning people into our culture that might not be there. And maybe someone she talks to someday does go whole hog and start talking about John Burns run and on the Fantastic Four in 1981 <laughs> that they never would have known about. I don't foresee these things as negatives. Like, I, I don't get why we have to draw. And this is what this bugs me. Is like the Super Bowl is going to happen next week, right? And 8 billion people are going to watch football. And the overwhelming majority of them can't tell you what a play action pass is. Who cares? Yeah. Why does it matter? But we have to make it. Again, it's because we're nerds and we're like, we shunned for this stuff for so long. And over the last decade, it's become cool. And so many of us still want to be like pushed to the side. Hassan says, if, I think that if someone approaches you knowing you're a fan of superheroes and asks you a question about it, they're trying to win a favor or allow you to engage and start a conversation. Win favor, not a favor. They, they may win also favor. be really interested in what you think. You yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're just talking. They, they start I mean, like, the conversation, and then I start talking, and like, real quick, they, they're out. Like, well, they get bored. It's quite well. It's quite possible they get bored, or they're intimidated by how much, or they're just it just doesn't click with them. But again, there's nothing wrong with people trying to start conversation. Be nice. I think that sometimes we're so suspect of people being nice that because we're not sometimes we're not used to it, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes to these conversations. Like yeah. we keep waiting, we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love you, Dave, but it's, is it possible you're being a little defensive when these conversations happen? Is that I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. And if I'm wrong, tell me to shut the fuck up. But I like, don't know. These were years ago, both of them. So I don't know. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe like, I, I think, was at the time. I think sometimes like I look back on conversations that I've had in the past with people because I'm I hyper focus on things. It's part of my ADD is I hyper focus. No. So I like to, yeah, you may have noticed this. So I try I look back on social interactions sometimes and I'm like, maybe it was me. Maybe I'm the problem, and I'll think back. Yeah. Stuff and I could have been less of a dickhead about that whole situation. I've been like, "Fuck you," because sometimes I come off like that, and I don't mean to. Sometimes break in the conversation. The break in the conversation. The etymology of the term "fanboy." John, this is why I love you, man. Continue. <clears throat> In 1973, when a handful of copies of a fanzine were distributed at a Chicago comics convention, the zine does. I don't know. It's 1973. It's like the comic convention in 1970. <laughs> the zine was credited to two fans who took Marvel, the who took Marvel comics, the work of Frank Frazetta, and other matters a wee bit too seriously. Alfred Judson and Bill B. And its name was Fanboy. And I think that that's where the term comes from. Is that original zine? And that was in '73. That so makes 30, so complete 50, total, 50, 51 40, years ago. 50? No, no John, crap, 50 51 years, years ago. The math sucks, but it's real. We're all old. Um, yeah, 50 years no. ago. But I think that, and it could be, like I said, especially from guys back then who were <laughs> fighting the good fight when if you were an adult that read comic books, you were clearly a pariah, right? Oh, yeah, and, that was, hey, yeah. yeah. You're not Stan anymore. Lee, Stan Lee used to say it all the time. He, the, the publishers of the comics thought if adults were reading them that they were, like, mentally deficient or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you read some of those things from that era? They probably were. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of those things are written at a second grade level, legitimately. It wasn't mm-hmm. until Stan Lee started like, trying to elevate. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're reading like those post code. If you're reading anything post code from like the late 50s, early 60s, it's not great. Again, it's not until Kirby and Lee start doing their stuff that even older people would even find that remotely appealing. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, and then you get into stuff like like Sandman, where you you start well, to need like different. a PhD. <laughs> like, yeah, where you need multiple degrees to just call it what game is talking about. Anything it. by Gaiman, you yeah. might as well you might as well be reading Hamlet, which is good because that's what you want. You want kids Absolutely. to get interested in it and then climb the mountain of the, the, the dictionary. It's, it's such an American issue, like where people and normal people in Japan read manga all the time. Yeah, like we in America have this, and again, it's changing. It's changing. I it's just watched. Like, it's the boomers, man. The problem with just about everything is the baby boom. It's their whole generation. Like they read comic books as children, so they assume that people who read them now are in our children, right? I so just like, watched, but it's not like that in our generation. No, and and you got to remember in Japan, manga and animated yeah. movies are like very adult stuff, way more gore than they ever allow on American properties. And they're socially accepted. I just watched an extended video on Secret Galaxy where they talked about the history of Macross and um, oh god, Macross, yeah. And what's what's the American Robotech? Robotech. Yeah. And so that was one of the things is when they were trying to bring it to the United States, they said we're gearing this towards teenagers, not little kids. And And they they were were like the censors at the time. Yeah. There's a reason why, if you know anything about. There was an early animated series called Gotcha Men, but in America it was known as G Force or Battle of the Planets. And well, I remember Battle of the Planets. So it was about 
five people, bird costumes, the whole nine yards. But the problem was that when they had fights, they were cutting off heads and splitting people in two Japan. and all that. So what happens yeah. in America is they cut those parts out and they have somebody animate a robot, Seven Sark Seven, who's at the base. And every time they go to see somebody's head cut off, they cut from that straight to the, the robot going, oh no, what will they do? The animation was obviously quite different. And, and, but so in America, yeah, at the time in the 70s, when they tried to bring this stuff over, because it was cheap, they could bring this stuff over, cut it up, and and do it for pennies on the dollar. Look at Saban, right? Saban with the Power Rangers. They were bringing it over because it was cheap. Uh, but, but eventually it, also, it got to the point where... It changed culture. Like, yeah. And it's taken a couple generations, but like manga is so much more. Like I see it in my classes all the time. Kids read manga. More kids read manga than read comic book. Like, and it's because of stuff like Battle of the Planets and Robotech and Dragon Ball Z that was all Japanese stuff. And again, different culture. Mm. Like violence is different. It, it just treated differently in the two cultures. But now it's far more social. Like you, I don't. We know tons of adults that watch anime. Not me, yeah. but there's tons of adults that watch anime and read. Just, but again, I wouldn't. It's just not for me. I'm not saying you must be some kind of an invalid. I was going to use a different with that voice, but I decided not to. You must be to read that. But we all know that's like ridiculous now. Like culture is changing and like a big part of it is anime. Now a big part on the other side is MC that's made this stuff socially acceptable. And it's the boomers. Martin Scorsese is going to bitch forever about superhero. Yeah. Poor, yeah. poor Scorsese. And they're and, old. They're out of touch. And that's what yeah. old out of touch people do. And well, it's, I mean, it's not just it's not just the manga too because they most most of them have light novels now. You might have a series that has all three: an anime, a manga, and a light novel. But the light novels are introducing, if it's well written or and well translated, it's introducing kids to more and more vocabulary that they don't normally get if they're not real readers, which is good. You want them to get to a twelfth grade level. Have them be have them get a sesquipedalian vocabulary, right? Yeah, I just think that it's interesting the whole fanboy conversation because like. It shouldn't be like I get what the, I get the original context of what that person means. If we talk about fanboys in in the way that it's framed, we should want this. It's not going to be for those type of fans. The problem is we don't have a definition of what a fanboy is. Some people have steered into the term fanboy and have embraced it, right. and they have a different perspective of it. But again, it, it all comes down to what's a fanboy? What does and it's just, Wait, we it, don't know. Like going going like, to what whoa. you say. Going to what you said, it's really funny because you, you say that and it, it occurs to me like there's a really defined demark between the two because the people that call themselves fanboys are proud of it. And then there's like almost no middle ground to the other side that calls them fanboys and means it derogatorily as a, as a denigration. It's, it's, what do we have middle ground with? There is no I know, middle. I know there is no middle ground in America, in America, we, this podcast is in America and there is no middle ground anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, everybody's forced to take sides now. Apparently. Yeah, everything, everything's tribal. Everything is tribalist. Oh yeah. yeah. We just don't know what tribe we're in half the time. It's, it's, no. a, it's a real sad state of our, of I mean, our, it is, our society it, at this point. Because it's so easy for people to, it's so much easier for us to put people in these little categories. That guy is a this, or this girl is a that. And we just trying to, it's just because our brains need to like, think of somebody as something and then it, it's easier to dehumanize them rather than discuss people as complex beings there right. this is a this is a that yeah it's yeah stupid. no exactly and that's uh, we <laughs> let's not get into all that because yeah but it's also why sports is popular because you, you play for a team you, you have your tribe it's even mm -hmm. to know your tribe and all that stuff. a lot of the appeal of sports is based in that not the game 
Consensus way to Scorsese that far off his criticism is that superhero films are not quality and lack story. Everyone agrees the last eight years of MCU have been poor and DCU stinks. No, I disagree. He's not putting it. He's not saying Martin Scorsese is not putting parameters on his conversation. In his mind, it's all ass cheeks. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's all I mean, spectacle. It's there, yeah. There's no storytelling. That's what he's saying. Right. Correct. Yeah. He puts it in the same terms as the Predator from the 1980s. I think it's Christmas superhero films don't depend on good writing to carry the movie, but the iconic nature of the heroes and villains. Uh, you know, like the fucking Western? Again, it's the genre that he grew up with, so he doesn't have commentaries on the Western. He likes, he does crime well. Again, I like most Martin. I, I'm sorry. Films, I, I, whatever. He made these comments, and then he produced the Joker movie. So it was like... He's made money on that, though. He doesn't, is, is not invested in it. And that movie sucked buck cheeks. Who cares? Exactly. And the, like, and the next movie is going to be a, was it a musical? A Bonnie and Clyde inspired musical from what the productions look like, I, but we're not going to see it. I'm like, like, again, it's boomers. I don't, I don't care to have to say about anything anymore. I don't because I'm judgmental too. Wait, but isn't your father a boomer? Yeah. I don't care what he has to say about much of anything. Yeah. My, my parents are boomers. I love my dad. He's not in touch by yeah. his own admission. He's at least my dad's smart enough to know that he is out of touch and his opinion doesn't matter. So he is an aging hippie that's standing by, that's standing firm to the ideals that he refused to go to war and fight over. There you go. <laughs> that's a I, great joke that did not get a good reaction. And I'm <laughs> everybody. What have you guys done an episode on the Joker movie? I'm surprised you guys still. You think it well, sucks. I, actually, we, I did was, do a, we did do an episode on that. Didn't movie. like it. None we of us liked like it. it. Yeah, I, I was okay with it. I think, but you know, so the core, the core argument was. The Joker should be a force of nature, and when you take when you give him an origin story, you take away some of his power because you know he's not as scary anymore. The core argument for me was the King of Comedy was a great movie. Uh, yeah, I remember it that. It is yeah. a remake of Taxi Cab meets King of Comedy, basically. Mm. So yeah, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I also like Martin Scorsese movies. Todd Phillips just did his impression of Martin Scorsese. Yeah. King of Comedy was disturbing. more disturbing than the Joker. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was. This is true. Because Todd Phillips wanted to be Martin Scorsese, not actually. No. I don't know. Have we, what else is there? Just I don't know. I think we've kicked this horse, and it's like it's too dead for us to, to beg to stop beating <laughs> yeah. My My last word on it is everybody should love what they love, and nobody should... As long as it's not eating babies, you should. I, nobody should second guess you for it. I think because... the issue isn't the everyone should love what they love because I totally agree with that, and I think a lot of people do. I also think you shouldn't ever criticize a person for what they like. You can criticize things. Even My Little Pony, Dave. I disagree. People like eating babies. We need to point out to them that eating babies is wrong. <laughs> I'm serious. There's we can't say well, you shouldn't criticize something someone likes. What if you like shitting in your hand and throwing it at people? You find it to be a great release. I said like, as long as no, it isn't eating babies. I agree. And I agree with you, well, John. Yeah. I told you I would stop throwing my shit at people. I'm working on it. Dave, it's a problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, what's Kassan saying here? I've got one more. Kassan says Oh, yeah, and I think people who don't understand fandom should be open to experience. JD playing D&D &D with John live on the show. I just don't want to do it. I'm not criticizing John for liking D&D. &D. I just don't want to play. I don't need, I don't want to do it. Again, I have no problem with John loving D. Like, that's cool. That's his thing. Like, I'm not going to drag him to a wrestling well, tournament. Anyway, what I was getting at is we said it earlier about the tribal thing and everyone being separated. And then it's all pointing fingers at ever, with everything. If this sucks and you like it, so you suck. And it's no human beings are complex beings and need to be shit on an individual basis. They need to be shit on constantly. So maybe you should keep pooping your hands and throwing at people, Dave. I'm wrong. <laughs> and maybe John okay. should stop eating babies. Yeah, with the Amish. Um, 
<laughs> Talk about a, if you think about it, the Amish are a separate fandom, and you've just ones. put them down for nothing. They're not listening. If we can't make fun of the Amish, who can we make fun of? Exactly. All right. We can point, don't point fingers at anyone but the Amish, because they'll never know. Oh, you guys. Turn their goddamn butter. Those damn okay. Amish. Sending kids on Room Springa. I wrote a comic once about a bunch of kids that go on Room Springa and get killed, and I have a crazed Amish guy, at least an Amish farmer that goes and seeks vengeance. I was really proud of that story. <laughs> if you ever want to see good skits about the Amish, Letter Kenny. I've heard good things about Letter Kenny, but I've never watched it. They are hysterical. Do Letter Kenny and Amish. My brother loves Letter Kenny. Yeah, and do, just look up Letter Kenny and Amish, and you will. And a lot of them are jokes I will not talk about. Watching <laughs> an anime, I don't have time. I don't have time to watch the things that I have to watch for my other show or this show, let alone something. Yeah, wait a minute. Blue-eyed samurai. I've heard of Afro samurai. Blue-eyed. You never heard of blue-eyed samurai, John? It's not a, that's an anime. Popular. How do you not know blue-eyed samurai? I know blue-eyed samurai because he's too busy watching One Piece. That's true. He's abandoned all other isn't anime it, and, isn't and trying to keep up with the other stuff. <laughs> isn't it ironic that a show called One Piece has so many episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm taking a break while they go through the next arc. I have to wait. I have to wait another couple of months before I can watch this next arc, and that's going to be another 60 episodes or 80 episodes. So, all right. Anyway, I think we're. I think we've done I, our damage. Yeah, Kassan has been telling us. That's where I know this show, because Kassan's always talking about it. Thank you, Kassan. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to put a pin in this conversation. Ooh, um, I'm looking it up, Kassan. I'll watch it finally. <laughs> so, the hell are we doing next week? No, you're not going to be here next week. What do you care? Oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going for. Sushi. We're going to talk about sushi. Oh, okay. No, a whole episode dedicated to sushi. Then I'm really I was thinking we review a movie. That one. I was thinking we review a movie like Flash Gordon or the or the Mark Actually, of Zorro or I was, Flash Gordon. I was <clears> thinking. <throat> I thought it was next Look week that we're going to have James Burton on the show to talk about killing us. But oh, we could do that too. That would be awesome. I'm not going to be here. Dave's going to want me to sit there and do stuff. I like to. I, I want to talk to James. Actually, I want to thank him for making me tall. I am forever <laughs> in his debt for depicting me as tall. All right, let's let's go around the room. Got any recommendations or what did you learn on the podcast? And John, you can go first. All right, fine. No, no, no. no. You're the one the show. John goes first. I'm just pointing it out. Okay. Right, wait. Next week you can go first. Too. Oh, all right. played, sir. That was well, yeah. Played. Okay. Good. Good. Still enjoying it while I'm taking a break from from One Piece for a while to let it get through the next arc so I don't have to stop and wait a week like a plebe. <clears throat> I'm enjoying a, a new anime called Seventh Time Loop, The Villainous Enjoys a Carefree Life. That's pretty cool. They're on episode five, and so far it hasn't disappointed. Also, I'm going to be watching this, the uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 animated movie. You probably want to... That's something that maybe if whoever wants to look into it, that's out now on Blu-ray, or they probably... Have it where you can you can watch it on one of the streaming services. That's it for me. That as far as learning is concerned. <laughs> How about you, JD? We don't learn nothing on this show. We just piss into the wind and try not to get it all over our shirt. I have a recommendation. I took my son has been looking forward to seeing the movie Argyle since we saw the trailer at Godzilla. Oh Light. yeah, have you seen it? He, I did. I did. We saw it opening night. 
I he loves spies. He's so into it. he has all these little spy gadget toys and he loves Mission Impossible and he sings Tom Cruise's praises all the time. We're gonna have a tough conversation when he gets older. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> not gonna go well. But for now I'm letting it ride because he's seven. But we went and saw Argyle, and I'm gonna tell you something. It's a really fun movie. Until you get to the midpoint, and then you should get up and walk out of the Really? Because the last half of this movie goes so completely off the rails that my wife and I look at each other and we said, what the fuck are we watching? Really? The kid, he kept, he says he loved the movie, but he grabbed my Fitbit five times to look at the time and then admitted at one point saying, I just kept thinking about Minecraft because he's also into Minecraft. Good kid. Oh yeah, he loves Minecraft, John. You would love, you would hang it. I'm sure you guys have an open server if you want it, if you want to give him a safe place. I, he just he plays on his Switch, so I don't even know how he would do that. that was, yeah. I did not like the last half of the movie. The first half was a lot of fun. I heard that Mark Miller wrote, did an uncredited write, because the Matthew Vaughn movie, did an uncredited write on the film, and I can see it. Oh, dear. Because like by the sixth plot twist, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. This is too stupid. I love the concept, but when they abandon the concept and make it something else... I was just like, I should have left the theater. He claims he loves it, but his actions during the movie lead wise. If you want oh. a good cloak and dagger, if you want a good spy cloak and movie, dagger? For, cloak and yeah, dagger? Cloak, cloak and dagger, right, yes. If you want a good cloak and dagger movie, Dabney Coleman, Cloak and Dagger from 1984 is a really good movie. And it's got a, it's got like a good moral th- structure to teach kids and kids would like it because it's the main character is a kid and it's pretty good so real quick because in the previews it makes it out like this woman's a writer and she's writing stuff that's actually happening and she doesn't realize it's actually happening and then she gets mixed up in it because they great think concept. she knows something great okay concept. We're, we're gonna spoil it aren't we well, i'm not asking to spoil it but then they <laughs> abandon that halfway through the movie mm-hmm. because she's not just a writer oh, is she god. god no she's in a she's in a coma no that would have all made more sense the real agent Argyle is her. She's writing about her life. She was a spy who has amnesia. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh. And then we keep getting plot twists and getting plot twists and keep getting plot twists. The movie only works because Bryce Dallas Howard is really good in it. And Sam Rockwell is Sam Rockwell. Brian Cranston makes her a good villain. The performances in this movie were much better than the material. It shoots big. How but- much is- Cat and there's kittens it. and there's a cat, right? There's, there's a cat. A lot of it's a lot of the cat is C, but there's a cat. What was that, Dave? How much does Cavill want? Oh, quite a bit. Oh, okay. Quite a bit. More than you more than I expected him. Okay. He's a figment of her imagination. Yeah, I know that much from the previews, but that made me wonder does it make you want to have a Henry Cavill spy movie because you like that? There was. Is Mission that? Impossible Six. Yeah. I was I got that. Say. Right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yeah, we got that movie. When he cocks his arms. He's fine. Yeah, that was all. He's fine. He's not a problem in that. None of the actors are a problem. The problem is completely with the writing. And yeah. it's it goes so off the rails. Me. Me. Man from Uncle. Yeah, he's also the man from Uncle. I was about to We've say. We've gotten that Cavill's. He's great. Henry Cavill's awesome movie. John Cena's awesome I, movie. I, I, I was going to mm. say, because I forgot, that's the movie that made me go, oh, he could be a good super. Because yeah. he's very charming in that movie. He's charming in this movie, too. He's got a terrible hair in this movie, but it's part of the gimmick. I, mean, I it's just it's just it's just too many plot twists. It's just too many. Like again, I loved the concept, but they when they abandon the concept, it loses me. And it's unfortunate. It's filmed great, shot great, but yeah. Oh hey, John O'Grady comments. I got it, Kassan. I'll check out Blue Eyed Sam. I know that guy. 
<laughs> so yeah, don't. I don't know. Go see Argyle. One of the thirteen-year-olds in our kids' book who told me I'm wrong, and the movie was awesome. But what we have a, a, ever since a Night Shyamalan. There's been a lot of, I, of I, movies and stuff that people I've come out. The writers are always like, "Oh, what a twist! What a twist!" I have thinking quite a that friends on, equals good writing. I have quite a few friends on social media. Most definitely for adults, and uh, who have basically same said the same thing as you, JD. Like it just falls apart very yeah. quickly. Yeah, it, I was shocked at how it continuously falls. Like yeah. by the time it, you're really a spy, I was like, "I'm out." All I'm right, out. It, I'm out. It sounds like it could work, but it doesn't. I Again, mean, your it, mileage it, may vary. Your writing. mileage may vary, but. <laughs> yeah. For me, it just didn't. And I like Bryce Dallas Howard. I like Sam Rockwell. I think performances are good. Catherine O'Hara is great. I just, uh, I don't know. You can sell me a bridge, but you can't sell me six. Mm. All so right. Again, a, a, a better spy movie, Cloak and Dagger, 1984 with Dabney Cole. That's my yeah. recommendation. That's oh, sorry. I'll show it to Andy's. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that might work. I'll report All right. back. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I learned this week that sometimes I might be the problem. Especially when I throw my poo at people. Hi, me, it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. We've gone full circle. We've gone back to Taylor Swift. Holy shit. Oh my God. We book in. I can't wait to clip this week's episode. And I hope the AI picks a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff. Because then the algorithms will pick it up. And Why do you think everybody else is talking about Dave, it? Dave, here's what you need to go back and retitle the show and hashtag Taylor Dinner. <laughs> I'm going to hashtag her, number. definitely. Watch the numbers go through the roof. A bunch of teenage girls will get pissed off when they see. This. <laughs> but you know what those and they won't be wrong. Do? No, I didn't say they were wrong. Do, I just do, said do they you know what those teenage it. girls do when they get pissed off? And they shake it off. Shake yeah. it off. He did it again. That wasn't as good of a segue as the last one, but I'll take it. Um, I can't believe we got two hours out of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can quite easily. I will recommend that if you're watching us. After the fact, you can see us live. Click that subscribe button and click that bell for notifications so you can see us when we go live Sunday nights at 8.30. Also, make sure you head over to SuperHeroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page. Comic reviews by a good friend Chris and so much more. And, yeah, I don't have a recommendation. I'm hoping I'll have a recommendation next week because I'm going to start watching the Jack Reacher show. And um, I hear good things. I'm hoping I'm going to like it. Spread, spread the word if it's good. Yes. All right. I've seen the first. On that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for watching. Don't let your cape be caught in the door. Have a good week.